0: Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello, Life Group Leaders. Welcome to another edition of the Life Group Leader Podcast. This is Dallas. I am here today with him. Kim, say hello to the audience, the fans. Hi,
1: everybody. Nice to be with you today, Dallas.
0: Kim is one of our live group directors working with 20s, 30s, young adults groups. She is awesome. If you have not spent any time with her, find her on the patio. You totally should. Mm -hmm. We would love to see you on the patio at any given weekend, but we are jumping into week three of our series, I Need a Miracle. Uh, We have our magazine out. We're on page 48 the life group discussion guide, but real quick, this series, I am loving it. We've already seen people coming forward for prayer. We've already had people who came forward a week one and came back to us and said, Hey, look how God has already answered this prayer. It's,
1: that's amazing.
0: Any thoughts on the series? Anything that you've seen, you've experienced with this series?
1: Oh my goodness. You know, last Sunday, uh, my husband and I were sitting in church and all the shepherding elders were up front praying over the people that came and you could hear it over the music. It was so powerful and it just made us want to stop and pray for whoever it was that was standing up there, not even knowing what the needs were, but uh, God's spirit was just working, miraculously working.
0: Yeah. So powerful. I think that's a great way to engage with the series too, is to be praying alongside, Mm -hmm. uh, to be praying for miracles right now to be praying for miracles Mm -hmm. uh, even in that moment as you see people so I think that's a really good encouragement for all of us if we are not up there praying for people to be out in the crowd yeah out in the congregation and praying right there that God would answer Mm -hmm. prayers in a miraculous way in a miraculous way yeah yeah we've seen him do it and we know he wants to do it again so good and I can only imagine there might be people in your group who are going going forward or maybe they're a little afraid to go forward. So as a leader, have a great opportunity to encourage the people in your group. Hey, receive prayer. You should step forward this weekend. So be thinking of that as you lead your group too. If something gets brought up, you are the leader. um, Encourage them. Hey, this would be a really great thing Mm -hmm. for you to come forward in this series and, and maybe just receive prayer and we're anointing with oil. We're praying bold prayers. So as a leader, have that lens too as you're, as you're facilitating conversation.
1: So good, and if you see them go forward, following up with them, uh, what a powerful moment to know their group is with them. Yeah, in that space, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. But as we turn to the discussion guide, uh, I'm going to read the teaching summary. We're not going to read the scripture. Um, you can go to the page just before 46 if you want to, uh, to read the scripture, but. Our teaching summary. Jesus has the power over water, power to walk on water, and power to calm it. He has the power to calm the storms in your life too. There will always be storms, even storms within, and Jesus is the one who can bring calm in the midst of chaos. That's our teaching summary. Just quick little... No, actually, it's huge. How <laughs> it over water to walk on water into calm it—that's pretty remarkable.
1: And the storms within and without, circumstantial storms. He's just there. He's present.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. So we we have a lean in question. Uh, this is a top question. You lead lead this with your group. Uh, we're going to answer this because I think it's fun. Uh, what is the most tumultuous weather event or other natural disaster you have ever experienced? <laughs> ever.
1: <laughs> um, I have a good one, Dallas. Go for it. I grew up in Illinois and we had tornadoes there. Mm-hmm. Um, California people don't even know what those are. But I remember being with my third grade class at the park for a picnic day and a tornado came up. And the whole third grade thir- class, we had to hide under the picnic tables and stay in this little shelter thing until our parents could start picking us up. It was insane. Like today, even to today, I remember the feeling of that and the power of that weather. It was amazing. And I- yeah.
0: Wow. Mine is also a tornado. Oh, wow. <laughs> but very different context because <laughs> me being from California... The first time I ever saw one was I was moving to Michigan. I was driving a U-Haul across country. Uh, we got to Nebraska, and all of a sudden, on the radio, we we heard the like the newscast saying, "Hey, tornado warning! The sky's got all dark," and two California boys start freaking out. We just pulled over to a random wow. steakhouse, of course, because we're in Nebraska, mm-hmm. oh. Omaha. Just pull to the side with, and nobody in there seemed to care because like, oh no, it's far away, and we were free. We stayed there for like two hours just eating steaks because we didn't know what else to do. (laughs) Eating steaks a good thing to do. Steaks, right? But that's what. Wow. Yeah. And what's what's the goal of this question?
1: Um, to let us know that storms happen.
0: Storms happen.
1: Storms happen.
0: Everyone has their own experiences. Just get everybody to talk. Mm -hmm. As a leader. Boom, who's next? who's next? who's next? Get everybody talking and then you can look down mm-hmm. make that transition look down. Mm-hmm. So we read mark 4:35 through41. should groups read the passage out loud or do people read it beforehand? what are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh I love to read it together. Even if you read it by yourselves, there's so it's so great to read the Word of God out loud. Even if you go around the room and everybody does a couple of verses or do a couple of translations, it just brings out the um, discussion a bit. It's really a huge part, I think. What do you
0: think? Love it. We should be reading scripture. Yeah. yeah. It's an easy win. It's the closest thing to the source. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the idea of reading, like, hey, we're going to read this scripture. Everybody take a verse mm-hmm. and just popcorning. Uh, we know some groups have... Uh, a small army of like twenty-two people. Right. <laughs> uh, you may have to find other ways to engage, uh, but for most of us, it'd be pretty easy to just let everybody dive in, and it gives everybody an opportunity to talk mm-hmm. once in because that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I as I'm looking at the live group discussion guide, I've I've kind of taken time and I've marked okay, what are the questions that I want the group to answer. So if I were leading this group, okay, here's some of the questions that I would like us to answer and look down Mark 4:35 through 41. One of the questions I would ask is what clues are there in this passage that this miracle was witnessed by others? Um, so kind of start talking about it. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoy doing is helping people get an understanding, a grasp for the cultural context of what was happening. So Get people over there. Okay, well, what do you think it was like? Okay, witnessed by others. What does that, what does that mean? What, what type of people do you think were over there? Um, what do you think they were doing? What kind of boat do you think they were in? You know, like, it's not a Grady White. Uh, <laughs> help them, like, help, Like these are some really great things to, like, dive in uh, with with people, mm-hmm. with your group.
1: So good, because it, get, it gets the dialogue going, and to be able to picture yourself there, what it might have been like, who was there, what were they doing on the boat? Um, it just is a great way to get everybody talking into that conversation. There's no expectation. It's just bringing your thoughts to the table
0: after reading the passage. Mm-hmm. Then as I'm looking at Look Down, uh, they're all good questions. I went to the, the third one, the last question on the page, 48. When the storm was happening, what did the disciples say to Jesus? what was their reaction to Jesus speaking to the wind and the sea to so kind of get some reactions. And, and as a leader, I, I think this is a unique part of leading a group is sometimes there's some really powerful questions that are on the paper, but that are in your, in your head that you have as a leader. Mm-hmm. So we kind of want to take a moment to like what happens when things go off scripts. So for me, as I read this verse, um, one of a follow up question might be like, "Hey, does the authority of Jesus still impact your life? What does that look like?" And just start, start like digging into into that with the people in your group. And as I'm looking at this, there's one approach to say, "Wow, there are so many questions. Everybody has 10 seconds to answer, or only one person gets to answer each question." Um, so, what are your thoughts, Cam? On should we should we strive to answer every single question or what if an hour and a half in we only get two questions in
1: you know I I think that's such a great question I tend to enjoy and see people talk more when you keep going with a certain question as you dig down a little bit deeper because like that question you just uh, mentioned about when the storm was happening what the disciples say to Jesus um, we're not all gonna be in boats literal boats but um these guys needed a leader they were like don't you care we're gonna die I mean like they were fully scared to death even a little dramatic (laughs) right but um let's dig down and apply that to our lives we may not be in the boat out in the middle of the water literally but there are lots of things that are happening in our lives and I I always find that um that's the richest experience. If you just glaze over the first two or three people that answer the question in the book and make sure you hit every single question in the order it's given, sometimes we miss some richness in that.
0: Yeah. That's, That's so good.
1: What I found.
0: Yeah. So don't feel the pressure that, Mm-mm. wow, we got to hit all of these and, and that your leadership anxiety starts to kick in, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. We've, we've sat on this question for 15 minutes if the conversation's great and staying on track, stay there. Like there might be more, there might be more to pull out as someone might say, I don't, I don't know if Jesus has authority over my life in this area and you stop. Okay. Well, Jesus has authority over our entire life, every aspect. There's nothing in our lives that's off limits to Jesus. So to really like, this is a really great way to pull things out of people. And what you're doing is you're stretching their faith. So don't feel that you need to, hit every question, live in the moment, um, study beforehand, walk yourself through through it, like read the passage, walk yourself through it. Uh, I have notes on mine of, as I was answering these questions, that question came to me. So you do the due diligence um, and and do that.
1: And I always mark the questions that I for sure don't want to miss. Yeah. Maybe in the order that I don't want to miss them, just so that if we getting a really great conversation about um, a certain area and I know how to get us back I know how to get us to a place where we can land at the end like the look-in section is always a good place to land I have found because it applies it to our lives so the last question here on the page which do you fear most? Circumstances you cannot control or the God who controls all of your circumstances? That was a really powerful question as I was going through this, thinking um, depends on the situation, right? And how do we have a healthy fear of God, knowing that he's always in control, especially when we're not? um, Playing that out in our lives and being able to pray through that. I know for
0: sure if I'm leading this, I'm going to make sure I get to land there at the end. So what I'm hearing you say is, say you get to when the storm was happening, mm-hmm. you spend an hour there mm-hmm. and you're looking at your watch, like for some, like my group, I got to get home and relieve the babysitter. Right. It's 820. Yeah. For real. Okay. How do I land this plane? I'm not just going to jump up to, okay, well, uh, last question, Mark six forty-five to 52. Let's read that. It's knowing, okay, let's let's land on one of these look in questions. Hey, we've had a really great discussion. Let's have a final question. Uh, Which do you fear most? I think being able to land the planes, these, these last set of questions are are super, super important. I think that look out questions, beautiful and sets you up for the look in question as well. So that's really great insight to managing leadership, anxiety, living in the moment. I mean, we're, we're dealing with a lot of things when we lead a group. Getting everybody on time, in and out on time, starting on time, ending on time, praying for people, hoping conversation's great, making sure everybody talks. Like, that's a lot to me. It is a
1: lot. It's
0: a whole lot. Live in the moment mm-hmm. of where God's leading. You know, if people start to get a tangent and go off course, you bring them back in. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's full of people mm-hmm. and people are messy. Yeah. So it may not go always according to the book plan, mm-hmm. but it might be far better.
0: Yeah might be an even uh, more beautiful or rich experience yes. for the people in your group.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. Oh, I can't wait to do this with my life group this week. These questions are great. They're great. Oh my goodness.
0: I do want to hit the Mark six forty-five 45 to 52. Cause that, that question kind of stopped me. So real quick mm-hmm. leaders, as you're going through that, uh, what does it mean that Jesus wanted to pass by them? So if you choose to, to do that question, uh, I had to sit in this for a little bit and most of the time in group, you don't have time to just sit and pull out resources. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to provide what what we thought it would be to help you lead through that question. So any, any thoughts there um, for that question? What does it mean that Jesus wanted to pass by them from verse 48?
1: Well, he was on the shore watching them and he saw them going through this wind and the storm, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, I think he intended to be seen by them. Uh-huh. I'm here. I'm with yep. you. I'm right here. Uh, you can trust me. Like he wanted to be seen but not be in the
0: place with them. Yeah. That's good. What do you think? Yeah, I, my same thing is, uh, as you look at the Old Testament. So now you know that I actually went and researched this. This, this did not come to the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> but the same expression appears in the Old Testament. Uh, when he wanted to pass by them, it was mm-hmm. God saying, "Hey, I want to display my glory to the people. So mm-hmm. I want to be seen, um, reveal Himself to to His people." So I think that was a really tough tough question, mm-hmm. um, but it, I think as a leader, you can you can help uh, get that get that out of them. But we just wanted to prepare you uh, for that because I do think that's one of the tougher ones. Mm-hmm. But some really great okay. questions, great conversation. We pray that your group is. It's just awesome and rich this week. Any any closing thoughts?
1: Uh, we just love to hear the stories back about groups because um, the people that are going up for prayer. I bet a lot of them are in some of the life groups yeah. and we're praying with you and for you and cannot even wait to celebrate the miracles that God is doing and
0: is going to do. So good, so good. Well, well, leaders, we're thankful for you, and we hope you have a great conversation that God uh, does some great things in your group like he's been doing we love you we appreciate you and uh we'll connect soon take care